Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. God bless you this evening, uh, Tuesday, January 31st, 2017. Thank you tonight for tuning in to Destiny Awaits You with none other than your host, God bless you. Thank you for tuning in tonight on Tuesday, January 31st with your host, Dr. Alicia Broughton. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Um, I am your host, Dr. Alicia Broughton, and my co-host for the evening is none other than Dr. Gary Anthony Howell, all the way from Goldsboro, North Carolina. He is the CFO of Mansell Christian College, the founder of Mitre Warriors University. He's a bishop, teacher, and also, man of God, and he's joining me this evening on Destiny Awaits You. God bless you, man of God. Thank you for joining in this evening. Praise God. It's a pleasure for me to be here again and to share with you and your listeners about the goodness and greatness of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for helping me, Bishop, this evening. I'm so ecstatic and happy on this evening. Our topic on tonight is... What does the Bible say about how to find your purpose? Now, many of us just think that we get up every morning and we go to work or go about our day, and we do the same thing day in and day out. But God has a purpose and plan for your life. Jeremiah 29 and 11 lets us know that God has a plan for our life. So on tonight, we're going to be talking about why is it important and what is the purpose in our life? You know, the Bible, it clearly talks about what our purpose should be. You know, I think about the men in the Old and New Testaments, how they sought to discover God's purpose in their life. Like Solomon, he was the wisest man that ever lived. Amen. Um, he gave, you know, in the book of Ecclesiastics, um, Solomon um um, he did what God told him to do, regardless of what others thought or what others said. Um, Solomon said that life is about honoring God with our thoughts and our lives and to obey the commandments of God 
And Solomon was truly a man of God that obeyed a man of God. And then I flip over and I think about King David. And Psalm 17 and 15, it says, In righteousness I see your face. When I awake, I will be satisfied with seeing your likeness. So our primary focus, our primary goal, and our primary purpose tonight is to do the will of God. So, Bishop, talk to me a little bit about tonight. When you hear purpose-driven and when you think about purpose, what comes to your mind on tonight, man of God? When I think about purpose, I think about accomplishing the will that God had intended for my life. He knew me from the foundations of the world. He knew me before I was in my mother's womb. And I came to this earth with a purpose. And to accomplish that purpose that he sent me here to do. The word of God says that gifts and callings cometh without repentance. So even before I got saved, my purpose was within me. And Ephesians chapter 6, I mean, excuse me, Ephesians chapter 4 talks about, tells the saints that we need to walk worthy of the vocation wherewith we have been called, endeavoring to keep the spirit in the bond of peace and in the bond of unity. And what does that mean? That means that I fit in the body of Christ. There's no other me out there. Praise God. God can use somebody else to accomplish what he's called me to do if I don't walk in my purpose. And how do I know my purpose? I know my purpose because the word of God says, they that are led by the spirit are given the right to be the sons of God. And to be led means like a dog on a chain. He's going to lead you, except he doesn't jerk you. He doesn't force you. He doesn't pull you, but he leads you in the right way to go. So the Bible says that we're to set our affections on things above, not on things of the earth. So if we set our affections on things above, then we're going to be seeking to do the will of God for our life and our purpose within me. I heard the Apostle Paul, as he said, that we need to seek to strengthen our, our best gifts, that is given and calling, given, given to us. Now, if gifts and calls come by repentance, that means, we got some uh, people out there with a word of wisdom, word of knowledge. With you know, you know, there's three gifts to say something, three gifts that reveal something, and three gifts that does something. And the, and it's, there's three power gifts, and the power gifts dealing in the gifts of faith, and and we got all kinds of gifts there. So when we come into the body of Christ, and our spirit man is activated by the spirit of God. Then it's time for us to get in our place because we fit in the body, and we're to minister to each other in the body. And so that the body will be nourished and fully capable of doing what it's supposed to do. Now, I can't say that because I'm the eye that I'm not getting mad because I'm not the foot. Because if I'm the eye with no feet, where would I go? How would I walk? Every member of the body is important. And, and some people have this uh, mentality in their mind that because they can't sing like somebody else or they can't preach like somebody else or or uh, or they are less than because of that, or they are different because they don't have certain gifts and certain abilities. God gave you what he gave you for the reason he gave it to you, which is to accomplish your purpose and for you to reach your destiny. So even though you may not have what somebody else has, God can take what you have and, and open up a whole new world. Glory to God. He can enlarge your territory. He can bless your land. 
Praise God. He can bless your going in and your coming out. Uh, he can take that gift and bless me with it. Bless the body of Christ. That's what the gifts are for. And your purpose and your destiny is to do the will of God in the earth realm. Now, yours might not be the same as mine. Praise God. But one thing about it, we are to support one another. And mine fits with yours. And when we get in tune with God, through the Holy Spirit that knows the mind of the will of God and the mind of the Spirit in us, and we get in touch with the, with Him, then we can flow in our gifts. And I'll, close, I'll, I'll transfer the conversation with this, is the fact that many people can't hear God. How do you hear the Lord? Well, I'm going to tell you. You hear the Lord through your spirit man, through the spirit man bearing witness with your spirit, through His Word. You hear the Lord through dreams. You hear the Lord through prophecy. Uh, you hear the Lord through a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge. You hear the Lord as he, all of that is speaking through the Spirit to you, that you may know God's will, and he will confirm his will. When it also says, when it lines up with my spirit man on the inside, lines up with the word, and then the outside circumstances that God is speaking to me through, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, situation, or whatever, when all three of them line up, I know God's will. And many times people wonder in their life, and they get an old age and they haven't achieved anything because they don't know their purpose. They've been holding down a seat for 40 years and not moved toward their purpose. They've been looking at other people, jealous of what they give for, thinking less of themselves because they can't do what others can do. But I tell you tonight, my friends and brethren, that God has a purpose for you. And you need to find out what it is and you need to get busy. Thank you, Dr. Broughton. Amen. God bless you, man of God. I just want to say when I looked up the word purpose, purpose means your divine purpose, means your divine calling, your divine anointing, and your purpose means in the spiritual realm you're doing the will of God. You know, it said that your purpose sometimes has to even do what you can do naturally. So I encourage you on tonight to do the will of God. Many times we ask God for things in our life. And I'm not saying that you're not blessed, but to get the full reign of blessings of God upon your life on tonight, I encourage you to do the will of God in this season and know that God is working out for your good. Now, as I began to think, I began to write down a few minutes ago, our purpose in life is, the first key point, number one, is to glorify God and enjoy fellowship with him. My major purpose is to make my daddy help I'm happy with what I'm doing. I'm doing his will. I'm leading souls to Christ. I'm being a blessing to others, not for my glory, but for the glory of God. Many people are doing things, but we always got to stay humble. We always got to give God the glory, the praise, and the honor. So point number one is to glorify God and enjoy fellowship with God. We got to have a relationship with God to understand what God's purpose and plan is for our life. You know, I'm making right in the natural, but what is God's divine plan for me in the spiritual realm? Amen? Point number two, have good relationship with others. Now, a lot of times we have dreams, visions, and goals, but we can't get along with people. I don't know where I'm going here. But God is saying on tonight, part of your purpose is getting along with others. The Bible says that we should live peacefully with all men. So that lets me know that. In the midst of adversity, I still got to live peacefully with all men because it's not about me. I got to be kind with loving kindness have a drawn be. Those people that I'm being kind to got to strategically tonight 
setting you up to put those people in your inner gate to be a part of your purpose. But if we have a nasty attitude or we're not being a servant of God, sometimes we can let our blessing walk away. So point number two is to have a divine revelation with others. Point number three is to work. The Bible says write the vision and make it plain. Now, most of you say, well, how do I know what my purpose is? And Bishop how kind of tackled it a little, a little. He said through prophecy, you could be looking at TV, God in a child. He'll send people to confirm what your purpose is. If you don't know what your purpose is, just make a list of things that you're good at. And as you're making that list in the, in, the, in the natural and in the spiritual, God is strategically going to define for you tonight what your purpose is. If you like to help people, that's a gift that helps. So write the vision and make it plain. Make your vision work for you to understand your purpose. Point number four, we have dominion over the earth. Amen. So God is saying we have to declare and decree on tonight. We have to take dominion over area of our life. I declare and decree that the purpose of God on my life burst forth tonight forever and forevermore. So if you don't know the purpose and will of God on your life, you've got to begin to declare and decree so that God can open up the realms of the earthly dimension to let you know what it is. Amen. So sometimes you may become frustrated, but just keep praying, and God will reveal to you what your purpose is. The purpose of man is to glorify God. We glorify God by obeying God, by keeping our eye on the heavenly prize, and we're not looking to our left, we're not looking to our right. And as Bishop said, he hit it dead on the nail. I'm not comparing myself to nobody because God has made us all a design as original. We may do the same thing, but we all have a, a unique anointing to do it. So you can't look at Sister Boo Boo or Bishop Boo and say, well, I wanted to do it like that or Bishop T.D. Jakes because you have your own anointing to do what God has called you to do. And a lot of times in the body of Christ, we don't do what God has told us to do because we're looking at everybody else in the way that they're it. So I encourage you all tonight to be yourself, to be yourself. And I heard God saying, he said, your mind is the door to your heart. No more stinking thinking. Your mind is the door to your heart. And what is in your heart determines who you are. There's a battle raging in the control of your mind. So prophesy to yourself again that the will and anointing of God will come in your life. It will rain on your life on tonight. So I begin to say, God, what are some questions that your people should be asking about the purpose and the life? And God said to ask, here's what questions you should ask. What do you think you need from people? Amen? What do you need from people to accomplish the will of God in your life? What do you want, desire, crave, and wish for? What are your goals, pursuits, and expectations in the natural and spiritually that are designed by God? What do you fear, worry about, and don't want? You need to figure out what is it that you fear and ask God to break the fear and worry of your life to walk in your purpose and to walk in your divine potential tonight. What would you like to accomplish in life? What do you want to accomplish physically? What do you want to accomplish spiritually? What are your short-term goals? What are your long-term goals? That can help define your purpose on tonight. What makes you tick? What do you delight in? What really matters to you? What do you dream about? What are your dreams? What are your visions in the natural and in the spiritual? Because 95% of the time, your natural and your spiritual tie somehow hand in hand. 
What brings you safety, security, refuge, comfort, pleasure, and escape? Those are some things you need to think about when you're thinking about your purpose. Even though we're saying security, that's not always so. You can be secure in who you are. But sometimes when you walk in the purpose and plan of your God, it can be an uncomfortable situation, but it's still the will of God. What or, what or who do you trust? Come on, somebody, because we all got to trust somebody. And sometimes we don't trust anybody, and that perturbs the plan of God in our life. We got to trust somebody to help us fulfill, because we can't, no man is an island and no man is alone. Yes, we depend on God, but we also need people to support our work and our vision. So if you're dealing with a spirit of mistrust, ask God to bring them on your life, to bring people in your life that can help define your will and your purpose on tonight. Whose performance matters to you? What do you desire to see do well in your life? Who influences your world and life? Who are your mentors? Okay, so whatever you desire to do, find mentors in the spiritual realm. Okay, have them mentor you. Have them speak in your life. Have them pray so that you can walk in your full potential, that you can walk in your full purpose, and you can know who you are and who you are. Who must you please? Whose opinion matters to you? Those are questions we should not even be able to intertriculate in the back of our mind, meaning they don't matter. So many times we get focused on people's approval, people's acceptance. We try to please people. But God is saying all tonight, I have already told you what your purpose is. I've already defined to you what your call is. So people's opinion does not matter. Just begin to walk in it, say of God. And as you walk in what I have told you to, I will beget the glory, and the glory of God will reign upon your life on tonight. So just begin to walk what God has told you to walk. What would you like to, what gives you meaning in life? Okay, you don't know what your purpose is. Ask yourself, what gives you meaning in life? What do you wake up for? What are you planning to do? How can you help others? What is your meaning in life to help you to define your purpose? What is your measure of success and failure? Sometimes we've got to look at our failures to walk in our success. And people think that failures is a bad word. Sometimes you've got to fail and you've got to try and you've got to try and you've got to try again to reach the purpose that God has strategically divine in your life and it's okay if you try something and it doesn't work, but that doesn't mean it's your purpose. So I encourage you tonight, like the little train that could, you've got to try, try, try sometimes and try again. What do you pray for and ask God for? What are you asking God for? You have a clue. God will define what your purpose is in this season. Amen. What occupies your mind and your thoughts that's heavenly? And then what is constantly? Is it is it in the back of your mind that you're to help people? Do you enjoy singing, praise, and worship? Ask God to define what it is that you should be doing. What do you like to talk about? Where do you place your hope and your trust? Where do, you, where do you take refuge in? What's your refuge? You know, God is our refuge, but what emotionally and spiritually, what do you do? Where do you find refuge? What's your testimony that can help define your purpose? Amen? I want you to think right now, complete this sentence. If only I could blank or if I could only do with God's help, what would that be? Defining your purpose on tonight. How do you define who you are? How do I find my identity? Be who God has called you to be in this season. Amen. So I said, God, what is it that you want me to do? And this is what God said. He said, I want you to proclaim the gospel by witnessing. 
I want you to speak, I want you to sing, and I want you to pray in public. I'm putting a in on your life of outreach. And then I want you to confront a fellow believer that is in sin. I want you to preach and prophesy to the life in this season, whether they like it or not, that's your purpose, your God-given purpose. I want you to be able to build relationships with others from different diverse backgrounds, regardless of their economic or social status, regardless of their education, regardless of their recreational status. I want you to be able to build relationships. That's your purpose. That's what God told me. I want you to give your time. I want you to give your money. I want you to give your intention to help those in need, homeless people, prison, outreach. If you've got to stand outside the sh- on the streets, that is your purpose and plan. Sometimes you've got to offer advice or you've got to counsel those, say of God to me. Even those that reject you or despise you, God let me know in this season. He said, daughter, open your mouth and declare and decree this thing. Whether they receive it or not, I'm giving you power to turn upon serpents. So open your mouth and to declare and decree it. Bring, God said, I want you to bring initiative to friendships and relationships. God says, I'm strategically placing a mantle upon your life to bring peace where there is turmoil. Amen. And God says, I'm perfecting you, daughter so that you can walk in love, that you can walk in kindness. He said that's an anointing, that's a grace of outreach. He said that's an anointing and grace to be able to love people. He said, but I'm perfecting your purpose, and your purpose is to love those that people have turned their backs on. He said, I'm defining that you will be able to love them in this season. You know, I must be accepted by others. You know, a lot of times we feel like we got to be accepted by others, but I'm here to tell you on tonight, just do the will of God. It doesn't matter what man may say, and who God has called you to be. Amen. Don't get involved in drama, but still walk in your purpose. Psalms 27 and 1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation with my God. The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evil men advance against me to devour my flesh, when my enemies and foes come against me, they will stumble. So whatever your purpose and God's plan for your life is, just begin to walk it out. There was a song that once said to walk it out. So I encourage you on tonight to walk it out. Isaiah 51 and 7 says, hear me, you will know what is right. You people will have laws in your heart. Do not fear the reproach of man or the insult, for the mouth will eat them up with like a garment. And the war will divide them like wool. So that lets me know that when I'm doing the perfect will of God, God is going to take care of the rest. God is going to take care of your enemies. So don't be afraid of what people have to say. But begin to walk in your purpose. Begin to walk in your call, say of God on tonight. Psalms 56 and 1 says, Be merciful to me, O God, for men hotly persecute me. All day long they press against me and attack me. My slayers pursue me all day long. Many are attacking me in their pride. When I'm afraid, I know you, I can trust you. In God whose word I praise, in God I trust, I will not be afraid. What can mortal man do to me? So when you're doing the perfect will of God, there's nothing that man can do to your mortal body. But just do the will of God. Do the purpose that God has created you to do. And it's um, Hebrews 13 and 6 says, so we should say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? So I just want to encourage you all tonight to begin to walk in your purpose. Hopefully those questions will help you define who God has called you to be on tonight. 
Amen. And I flipped it over to Romans 8 and 38, which says, For I am convinced that nor death, nor life, nor demons, nor the present, nor the past, nor powers, nor height, nor death. Now, nothing shall separate me from the love of God. Well, you understand what your purpose is, man, man and woman of God. You're going to be able to walk it out. And it's not about titles because you don't have to have a title to walk in the world of God to understand what your purpose is because we are all sons and daughters of God. So that lets me know that if you have the Holy Spirit, guess what? You can do the work of God, and the purpose of God can reign in your life. Luke 1 and 37 says, for nothing will be impossible with God. That lets me know that the battle is not mine, but the battle is the Lord's. As I'm doing the will and purpose of God, 2 Corinthians, 2 Chronicles 20 and 15 says, do not be afraid, nor discouraged, say of God. For the battle is not yours, but it's the Lord's. You will have to fight this battle alone. Take up your position, take some stance, and see the deliverance of the Lord that he will give you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. So a lot of you on this call tonight are not walking in your purpose, but I declare and decree tonight that you will walk in the purpose that the men of God will be on your life on tonight. You will understand who you are and who you are. God said on tonight to remind you, delayed but not denied. God said you've got to begin to declare and decree. I declare and decree that I will no longer walk in bondage, but I will walk in freedom. I declare and decree that I'm no longer weak, but in this and I declare and decree that I'm strong. I declare and decree that I'm not walking alone, but I'm walking with the hand of God all my life. I declare and decree on tonight that I will walk, not the sea, but I will walk in victory on tonight. I declare and decree that I will be everything that God has said I will be in this season. I declare and decree that I'm a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. I have been set aside by God to do a work and for the purpose of God to reign in my life. When we understand the purpose of God, we we just begin to walk it out. So I declare and decree on tonight that you will walk over every obstacle, that you will stand against every adversity that the enemy may put in your way, from the pit to the palace. Oh, come on, somebody, from the pit to the palace. You know, I, I, I may lose everything, but God's presence always reigns with me. So I encourage you tonight, from the pit to the palace, and from the pit to my purpose, my king, cannot prohibit me from walking in my purpose. Let me repeat that again. My pain cannot prohibit me from walking in my purpose. Understand that we feel people, we're guarding the people, and we're not guarding God. God has a strategic plan for us. And I remember in Exodus, I think, chapter 20, verse 30, it said, There shall not be no other gods before me. When we put people before God and we make an excuse why we're not walking the purpose of God, we're making people real God. So I encourage you tonight not to allow people to make become your little God, but make God to become your God. Don't worry about being accepted by others. Don't worry about about fear and rejection, but know that God will show you what your identity is in this season. As a believer, we may be carried out, but you're carried out to walk in your purpose. So on tonight, choose God to be your forerunner. Just like John the Baptist, God was his forerunner, let God be your forerunner on tonight. The choice is yours to walk in great pleasure. Make a choice tonight. I heard the Spirit of God just say, he said, you have a chance to make a choice. So God is saying all tonight, you have a chance to make a choice. 
and the truth should be to do the purpose and will of God. Amen. Without humility, we can't do nothing. So we gotta be humble. When we're doing the will of God and we understand what our purpose is, we gotta be humble. So somebody said, Well, I still don't know what my purpose is. Go before God's presence and ask God to reveal you to you what your purpose is, and I'm sure you're already walking in it. So, Bishop, on tonight, talk a little bit about steps to walking in our purpose. Okay, woman, well, God, I'm gonna share with everybody steps tonight. The first thing you need to do is is really find out what your purpose is, and the one quick ways to do that is dissatisfaction. When when you are dissatisfied with something that's not right in the body of Christ, and you know you're right in the Word of God. And it may bring you spiritual warfare, but you still must seek to do uh, what God's will is. And you need to be able to listen to others around you, that, that your spiritual leaders. Sometimes people can see things in you that you can't see in yourself. And you need to take advantage of that and examine yourself by what is said. And the next thing you need to do is listen to your gifts. Some of us have a, a greater in our gifts, one gift, than we are the other gifts. Praise God. And so whatever gift that you feel led and drawn to, you may feel the need, the need for to be an evangelist. You may need to feel to pray for people or intercede for people or lay hands on people for the, uh, using the gift of healing. But whatever that's pulling and pushing in your spirit, man, that you need to do. You need to listen to your passions. Because I'm telling you, when you do this, and then you must abide in the Lord. And when you abide in him, that means that, you can't have the love of the world in you. You can't be in the world and in the church, too. If you're seeking to do your gifts, even though you may have a natural gift to do something, it also may mean you have that same spiritual gift. Or you can't have a natural gift and not have a spiritual gift to do that thing. But that thing that's in you, that God has put in you, you've got to do what Dr. Brown says. You've got to seek him. You've got to stay in his presence. He said, except you abide in me, you can do nothing without me. And he says, and then he lets us know he chastises those whom he loves. He prunes those. So you may have some spiritual warfare with your gift because, see, that's where the enemy is going to come at you at. He's going to come at you at your gift. He's going to come at you to attack you where you will be the least effective in the body of Christ. So praise God. So sometimes you got to look at how the enemy is coming at you. What is he always trying to stop you from doing? Praise God, and you need to realize that if he's trying to stop you from doing something and that thing is in your heart to do, that means that you've got to call it to do that thing if it don't go away. Now, he said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask anything in my name, which is my character, my personality, my persona, or who I am. Who is Christ? He is the Messiah. Who is Christ? He's the King of kings and Lord of lords. Who is Christ? He has been seated in heavenly places above all. All things above all names, everything that's named, God has given them preeminence over. So you're abiding in him. He said, now you abide in me, you can ask me anything in my name. You are being called to be reigners and rulers in the earth realm, to do what God has called you to do, to use your purpose to bring glory to his name. You are to be able to do great exploits in the name of God. And when you stand before God, where every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess, don't you want it to be well with your soul? Don't you want to hear him say, well done, my good and faithful servant? Don't you want to receive rewards at the Bema? Don't worry about what people say, because the same people that put you up can cast you down. 
and the same people that's trying to keep you down, the Lord will prepare a table for you right in the presence of them. So all you got to do is seek him first with your whole heart. Humble yourself down before the Lord and realize without him you can do nothing, but through him you can do all things. Stand up in him. Stand up against the devil because he's got your back. Glory to God, he got your back. I'm always reminded of that commercial with the uh, with, 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 with Tom and Jerry where the cat thought that, 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 that the mice had a big friend that was a kangaroo, and every time the mice would step up, he'd step up against the cat, and the cat would back down because it wasn't because it was him, but it was what was standing behind him. You need to know what's standing with you. You need to know what's standing behind you. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And your steps have been ordered by the Lord, and you've been ordered there for victory. There's no failure in God. You have the sword of the, in, your, in, your, in, in your hand. Ephesians, the sixth chapter, says that we are to take the shield of faith and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and we are to stand with him. And we are to realize that it's no more us that live, but Christ that liveth in us to come forth out of us, and the kingdom of heaven is within us. So that purpose and that gifting that God has in us should be able to come out of us and we'll be able to walk with power and authority in that gifting. I heard Dr. Brown talk about titles. Some people call up on titles and what people think about you. It's not so much about what people think about you. It's what God knows about you. I told you those same people that put you up will pull you down again. You don't need Amen. to worry about that. That gift that God has put in you is going to make room for you. In this world, it will bring you before great men and great women. That gift that God has put in you before you will accomplish the things of which God has designed for your life. Praise God. And to do that, you got to empty yourself. When I go to the grave, I want to be empty. I don't want to be sad going to the Amen. grave. I want to be empty that the gift that God has put in me, I've given it all out. Everything that I can do. I've loved unselfishly. I've loved them that despitefully use me. I've Love them to talk about me. I love them to try to work roots and control me. I love them because I let the love of God. But that don't mean because I love them, I'm going to let them walk over God. No, I'm going to okay. stand up. Having done all to stand, I'm going to stand therefore with the word of God, knowing that the Lord is backing me up, that the angelic host of heaven is on my side, and they are with me. And not only is he more than the whole world against me, he's my battle axe in the time of war. Oh, glory to God. I hear the old folks used to say that, and I love to say it. He's a battle axe in the time of war, a shelter in the time of storm, a bridge over troubled waters. They knew that from their experience, that they had experience with him, having run this race with him, as they seek their purpose and their destiny. They had Amen. found out They had found out that love is the key. They found out that selflessness, letting the Spirit of God flow through you, is the answer. Praise God. So I encourage you to walk in your purpose and your destiny. I loose it in the earth realm, not to all those that is listening. I'm commanding Amen. a revelation to come to you about your purpose and destiny. And, and, and I'm, I'm speaking unto you and saying, lay your life down. I heard the word say, the Lord saying right now, if you try to save your life, you're going to lose it. The love You can't have the love of the world and the love of God, too. You got to love. You love this world. The love of God is can't, is not in you. Meaning, it's not gonna operate and manifest in your life. You got to lay down this world. You got to lay down people's opinion. You got to lay down what people put up. The Lord said He chose the foolish things of the world Amen. to confound the wise. So praise God. You need to seek God and ask God to have His way in your life. God bless. Amen. Thank you, Mother God. Amen.
So as I'm listening and gleaning on the Holy Spirit, I hear God saying, he says, sometimes you've got to invest in your spirit, man. And if you look over in John 4 and 24, it says, God is a spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Part of your purpose is worshiping God in spirit and truth. As we worship God in spirit and truth, God will define who we are. Our spirit man is who we truly are, say of God. God is sent tonight to let you know that your spirit man is truly who you are. And through your spirit man, God will define your purpose. Amen. Many people, you know, Christians, we want to be like somebody, but you can't be only who God has called you to be. You Sometimes we've got to allow the Holy Spirit to guide us too. And we gotta decrease our flesh. The Bible says we gotta increase our flesh daily. So as we're increasing our flesh daily, the Holy Spirit is stepping up to define what our purpose is. And Second Peter one and thirty says, His divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness to the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. So I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, Okay, God, what does the Bible say? about purpose in our lives. And the scripture came to me, and the scripture is in Isaiah 43 and 7. It says, everyone who was called by name and whom I have created for my glory, whom I have formed, even whom I have made, all has a purpose and plan. That's the NIV version. So that lets me know that if you are a child of the king, that there's purpose. We live a purpose-driven life. You know what I mean? Because so my purpose-driven life says, even though I don't want to be the will of God, I understand that I have a call on my life. And because I understand that I have a call on my life, i got to work it out. So many times God has called many of us, and we think that we're small. But God is saying to him, there's no big eyes and little use, that whatever God has called you to do in this season, you just have to walk it out, and you just have to do it in this season. And, uh, you know, we were created according to God's desire and plan for our life. God strategically designed each of us as a designer's original. Before we were even formed in our mother's womb, God knew what our purpose and will and purpose and plan was. So I'm encouraging you on tonight to ask God to reveal to you what the purpose and will and plan of him for your life is. When we trust God, we are trusting that he will reveal his plan on tonight. And then is there purpose? So I'm thinking, okay, God, is there purpose in our trials? So God is saying tonight that there's purpose in your trial. You think that you're just going through do you think you're just a victim of domestic violence? Do you think that you were just molested? Do you think that you just had an addiction? God said no. It was strategically designed as part of your purpose. Amen? So part of your purpose is what you've been through. Our failures and hardships are all to the glory of God, yes. You know, we thank God and we praise God that has brought us out, but God, the, God has allowed the enemy to set us up. I set up. What our setups are part of our comeback, amen? So that lets me know that everything that we went through, God conditioned us to go through it to be a blessing to somebody else. It also defines spiritual maturity in us so that we can walk in our purpose in this season. You know, even though things in our life go wrong, the ultimate reason of everything that we go through is all for the glory of God. Even the difficulties is all for the glory of God. You know, we can praise God, but when we're praising God, we should also be asking God, what is his will for our life? 
You know, God reminded me, he said, praise me in advance. Praise is your weapon. But as you're praising me, ask me, what is the purpose and will of God on your life? Amen. So whatever you do, do it unto the glory of God, which, you know, it's found in um, 1 Corinthians 10 and 31. You can have a gift, you can have an anointing, but the Bible says gifts come without repentance. You may have a purpose, but you've got to be humble. You've got to give God the glory. You may, amen? You may be a doctor. You may be a lawyer. You may be a candidate. You may be a housewife, a mother, a doctor, a minister, a pastor, a preacher, a counselor, whatever you do. Do it all for the glory of God and always give God the glory. You know, I want to determine my own purpose. You can't determine your own purpose. You can't determine your own plans. Because what the Bible says, lean not to our own understanding. So whatever you think your purpose is may not be God's purpose and will for your life. Amen? We sometimes we want to be dependent and we're like, okay, God, I'm going to figure this out. But God is letting you know, to let you know on tonight, it's not about you, but it's for his betterment. Amen? we got to judge our hearts when we're asking for God to reveal the purpose. Amen? Because some of us are not fully walking up purpose and potential because we've got to judge our heart. Create in me a clean heart and renew the right spirit within me. Amen? In order to, for God to reveal his purpose, amen, we have to have fellowship with all men. We have to be peacemakers. How can you be in ministry and you don't like people? How can you be in ministry and you don't love people? So, you know, if you've got your short feelings, if you're angry, well, if you don't like people, that means you need to ask God to take it out of your heart. Don't be selfish when it comes to the will of God. Amen. I pray on tonight that you are blessed and that you understand at least some of your purpose and some of your potential on tonight. And I think about tonight, I think about Joseph. Joseph had a knowing and grace on, of God on his life that his brothers didn't have. And because the others didn't have it, they put Joseph in jail. They put him in a pit. So when people see your purpose, then they put you in the pit. Then they prohibit you from operating in your purpose and your learning. But don't quit. Don't give up. Stay humble, and God will make room for your gifts. And the Bible says, go to the hedges and highways and compel men to come. So that lets me know that my purpose may not always be in the church. So many times we want to be behind the pulpit. But maybe your purpose is not in the pulpit. Maybe your purpose is outside of the walls of the church. And there's nothing wrong with that because we all have been called to be disciples of Christ. So I'm thankful for the outreach. I'm thankful for what God has called me to do. You know, our spirits have to be in tune, amen, with the Holy Spirit. So that means we must frequently read our words. We must frequently meditate. We must frequently worship God. We must frequently practice the word of God and the principles of God. We've got to let God's word sink into our hearts so that we can understand what our purpose is in this season. We can't be all um, emotional and we can't be all over the place. So we've got to judge our character. I don't know why I'm going here. But God is saying up tonight to judge our character. And part of our purpose has to do with our character. If you don't have a present attitude. Who wants to know what your purpose is? Who wants to hear you? So God said on tonight that we need to work on our purpose. Integrity in Him means a great deal. Amen. We gotta be able to connect with people. You know, we gotta prayer. Keep prayer in our hearts. Amen. Through prayer, it changes the atmosphere. In prayer, it can shift the atmosphere. So in all that we do, 
we got to add prayer to it in this season. Amen. So, Father, we thank you for providing us tonight with the whole armor that's found in Ephesians 6 and 11. God, make our bodies ready for your purpose and for your will and for your purpose. God, equip our spirit, man, God. Help us to put on the belt of truth by incorporating truth every day in our life, God. Help us to listen attentively, God, to the Holy Spirit so that when the Holy Spirit speaks every day, God, that we can hear you. God, help us to put on the breastplate of righteousness, God. Help us to bear in mind, oh God, that we have the privilege of you, God, that you put in us, that we may be live righteous, that we may live as men and women of God in integrity. God, give us wisdom to walk and speak in righteousness concerning our lives and those around us on daily, God. Help us to put on the whole armor, God. Protect us, oh God. Because, God, you said that you would provide us, oh God, with the shoes of peace, oh God. So, God, prepare us to be able to readily minister and ministry, God, with peace, God. God, as we put on the shield of faith, God, on tonight, God. God, I'm reminded the opposition may come, but the shield that I carry, that we carry, God. God, let it distinguish, God, the fire darts of the enemy, oh God. God, help us to protect our heart, God, and our emotions, oh God, so when the enemy comes, God, that we can put up a standard, oh God, and that we can prosper, God. Help us to put on the helmet of salvation, oh God. God, protect our thoughts, God. Protect our influences, oh God. God, anything that goes in our ear, God, that affects our purpose, oh God, and our plan, oh God, and your will, God. God, kill it, God. Kill our flesh, oh God, in the name of Jesus, oh God. God, place on our head, oh God. Place in our thoughts, oh God. God, positivity, oh God. God, I thank you, oh God. Give us the ability to cast down imaginations and every hard thing that exalts itself and get your knowledge, God, on tonight, oh God. God, help us to cast in the thoughts that hold us, God, captive, God, so that we can be obedient to you, God. God, though I may not have the Bible, we may not have the Bible in our hands, God. God, we thank you, God, that we have the word hidden in our heart on tonight, God, that we may not sin against you, oh God. God, let your word be our spirit, God, on tonight, God. Give us strength, God, give us guidance, oh God, to endeavor, God, on tonight, oh God. God, help us to be quiet, God, in every endeavor, oh God. When we don't understand, God, help us to be quiet, oh God, so that we're walking in your will, God, in your plan, oh God, in your purpose, oh God. God, help us to be meek, oh God. God, help us to hear you, God, daily, oh God. God, help us to possess the garment of meekness, God, the garment of gentleness, God, the garment of kindness, oh God. God, let us not be argumentative or rude, God, but let the fruits of the Spirit, God, reign, oh God, as we walk in our purpose, oh God. Help us to put on the whole arm of God, God, that we're able to stand against the darts of the enemy, God. So we wrestle not against flesh and blood, God, but we wrestle against principalities, against powers, against rules of darkness in high places, oh God. God, help us to walk in heavenly places, oh God. God, help us to take up the whole arm, oh God, that we're able to stand against the evil dead, God. And having done all, God, help us to stand, God, help us to stand for, God, girding up our ways with truth, God, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, God, helping us, God, to shine upon our feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, God, above all, help us to put on the shield of faith, God, so that we can quench the fire out of the devil, God, on tonight, God, and to take the helmet of salvation, God, and the sword of the spirit of God. So that we can understand our purpose, oh God. Because sometimes we can understand our purpose, oh God. 
we don't strategically use it, God. If we can't strategically relate to people, God. If we can't strategically have integrity, God, nobody's up to hear it, God. So, God, help us tonight, God. To strategically, God, walk in a purpose, God. To walk in a plan, God. God, Luke 18 and 1 says, Jesus said that men always ought to pray and not to lose heart or not to thank God. And then the message Bible says that Jesus told them that it was necessary for them to pray constantly in season and out of season and pray without season. So God, help us to stay on our faith, God. And we recognize our purpose and call on tonight. A key, God, to open our purpose is prayer, God, on tonight. Prayer is on sharing our heart with God and releasing to God our worries, our frustrations, our joys, our triumphs, and allowing God to speak to us so that we can walk in our purpose. God, prayer is our privilege, God, to reach you, God. So God, help us to pray. Prayer is not complicated, God, but prayer, God, will help us to understand our purpose, oh, God. God, help us to pray, God. With faith and in faith, God, help us to pray with a sincere heart, God, so that we can walk in our purpose, God, all tonight, oh, God. So, Lord, I thank you. If saving prayer does not require getting on our knees, God, we can pray anywhere, God, for our purpose. And then, so tonight, I think about Daniel. Daniel prayed three times a day. Looking out of her window, which was found in Daniel 6 and 10. Daniel prayed while in bed, Psalms 63 and 6. The Israelites prayed in the middle of the battle, which is found in Chronicles 13 and 14. Come on, somebody. And Jonah prayed in the midst of the belly of the world. That's found in Jonah 2 and 1. So we can pray, part of our character, part of our purpose. God has called all of us to pray. That's all of our purpose. For the majority of my life, I made a practice of praying, simply praying and watching God work. So I encourage you all tonight to make prayer a part of your life. It's not complicated. Open your heart on tonight and give God the right to enter to your heart through prayer. And then if any one of you not with them, let him ask of God who gives to all of us liberally a reproach. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not the man suppose that he will receive anything from God. If he's double-minded, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. James 1 and 5. So if you know God's purpose in your life, don't let nobody sway you by telling you that's not your purpose. Just begin to walk it out. Just begin to do it. And so let me just put 19. God promises to supply all our needs according to his riches. So if God has called you to do a purpose of homeless shelters to work with domestic violence, God will provide you with the tools and necessities that you need to walk in your purpose. So I encourage you all tonight to walk it out in Proverbs 4 God promises in his word that if we meditate, if we meditate, that he will work it out for our good. He promised that in his word that he will, if, uh, that he will put our flesh under subjection. Amen. In John 10 and 10, God promised to give us abundant life. In Acts 16 and 31, he assured us that salvation will make room for our gifts and that he will make a way. Therefore, by him, let us continue to offer the sacrifice of praise to God with a 
fruit of our lips, given to his name, Hebrews 13 and 15. With the fruit of our lips, we can dare decree that our purpose will be defined. We can declare and decree the holy shelter. We can dare declare and decree whatever it is that God has said us to do, that we can walk it out. James 5 and 16 says, the first, the first prayer of the righteous will very much. The Amplified Bible puts it, put it, the earnest, heartfelt prayer of the righteous makes tremendous power available. We have dynamite power. We have a dynamite power working in us. So that lets me know that our purpose is working. That God has given us power to try to play something. But what is the power that makes our prayers affect the call of somebody? Our faith. The word. You know, this is why Satan wants you to think that prayer is complicated. This is why prayer, Satan wants you to think that your purpose can't be defined. And I'm going to tell you all tonight, your purpose is defined. He doesn't want the power of God to be manifested in your life. He doesn't want your will to be manifested. He doesn't want you to serve others. He doesn't want you to be a son and daughter to serve. That's why he tries to complicate your life. He'll tell you that you don't have no purpose. You can't do it like boo-boo. He deceives with lies. He tells us that we can't do what God has called us to do. But the Word says that even in life's challenges, that our purpose will be defined. Psalms 138 and 8 says, The Lord will perfect that which concerns you. Your mercy, O God, endures forever. Do not forsake the works of your hand. So I encourage you all tonight. I'm motivated on tonight. I motivated my own self. So, Father, I thank you for enabling me tonight. Because I understand that I can do all things to Christ. Oh, God Almighty. Thank you, God, for strengthening me to complete this task. Thank you, God, for strengthening me to complete this project. Thank you, God, for tonight for increasing my faith to walk in my purpose and my destiny. Thank you, God, for giving you wisdom to execute the deadline for that purpose and calling and gift. In Jesus' name. I'll call on somebody when we take advantage of the written word of God and we begin to pray. We can walk in our destiny without doubting who God has called us to be. If it concerns you, it concerns God. Come on, somebody. If it concerns you, it concerns God. If it's important to you, it's important to God. So your purpose and your destiny tonight is important to God. It is important to note that prayer elevates your faith to walk in your purpose. But walking with God through prayer Come on, somebody. Jesus was able to receive the grace and power necessary to fulfill his purpose. There is no problem too big for God. There is no problem too hard for God. So we got to understand that whatever God has told us to do, the power of power the world, there's life and death in the power of the tongue. When you begin to pronounce over and over again in life, we got to declare and decree that, I, that we are free. we got to declare and decree that we're walking our purpose. When we begin to declare and decree, we are speaking the fruit of our words. The words you speak shape your self-image. It shapes God's self-image of you. Come on, somebody. Begin declaring you have faith. You have been faithfully, fiercely, and wonderfully made. When we begin to pronounce over our life these life-giving words, our purpose will manifest. Come on, somebody. We have to have confidence in God's word to do what God has told us to do. We've got to speak to our relationships. We've got to speak to our purpose. We've got to speak to our children. We've got to speak to our families. And somebody said, well, what does my purpose have to do with my family? Maybe part 
said your purpose is getting your family safe. God can use us in ways that release us back. Amen. If you're a mother, maybe it's to increase your child's self-esteem. We got to declare and decree over our life that daily, that our purpose will manifest in our life. The word of God becomes authentic to us when we begin to rebuild it. Come on, we can find comfort in the word of God. When I can't find comfort in my friends, so they can help me define my purpose, I can find my comfort in God. Your words are said just good. Proverbs 15 and 4 says, A wholesome tongue is true of life, but persuasiveness in it breaks the spirit. The message Bible says, Kind words heal and help. Cutting words wound and mean. So that's saying that part of your purpose is you've got to know how to talk to people. Part of your purpose, as God said up tonight, He says, I'm going to use many of you and your words and your written words. In your verbal words, he said, you're going to be able to set the captive fury free. Call somebody. Your words can alter people's destiny. Amen? Your words are a vehicle by which you obtain everything God has given you. Your words are set of the spirit. Call somebody. Romans 10 and 10 says, it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. It is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. Our words will take. Um, there's life and death in the power of our words. Come on, somebody. Our words can speak spiritual death or our words can speak spiritual life. And I'm talking like this because our words are part of our destiny. If we confess our faults one to another, God is faithful and just to forgive us. First John 1 and 9, our words affect the spirit man. Our words affect other people's spirit. Proverbs 18 and 20 says, words justify the mind as much as fruit does this fruit of our stomach. Good talk is as gratifying as a good harvest. So tonight, remember, God wants the words from this mouth to be the words that influence and shape somebody else's soul. Use your words to create life and abundance and joy in somebody else's life. Amen? I believe that our words can forfeit the attacks of the enemy to help people define their purpose. Every opportunity that you have to invest in others, do it, because that's part of your purpose. Avoid correct communication, stay before God's face, and God will show you what to do concerning your purpose. We must learn to speak to the low places in our life and to the others that we minister to, demand depression and bitterness to leave. That's part of our God purpose. We must also command the gifts and talents lying dormant within us and others to manifest. That's part of your purpose. Speaking the word of God will cause our flesh to come upon the dry, empty bones of your life. Amen? Come on, somebody. So I encourage you all tonight. Come on, when a fruit Pure individuals speak God's word. It produces creative ability and defines your purpose. Come on, somebody. I'm excited on tonight. I'm motivated on tonight. I'm speaking life to myself on tonight. Before I got on this call, I prophesied to myself. But even as I'm speaking, I'm prophesying to myself on tonight. For every situation we face in life, there is a specific fruit of the Spirit that is shaping us. Fruits of the Spirit. Love, patience, kindness. Faithfulness, temperance. Come on, somebody. In order to define our purpose, we got to walk in the fruits of the Spirit. If we love our neighbors, that's part of our purpose. 
coming from my the key, the key indicator of Christ's level of, of of maturity is love. We gotta love. Part of our purpose is loving, love, and that's what God saying, love. The power of peace is love. The power of long suffering is part of our purpose. We are winners tonight. God promises that in troubled times He will give us peace. The peace of God is the peace of all understanding. I hope you've been empowered tonight. Come on, somebody. I hope you've been blessed on tonight. Father, we thank you for your peace, which passes all understanding. We thank you for making it available to us so that we can use it to find our comfort and our purpose on tonight and give us strength in the times of adversity. God, I pray you lift and stand against the devil and that you bring us a peace and to our potential purpose on tonight, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, for consuming, God, our souls with daily worries, God. When we overcome an obstacle, God, help us to let it apply to our purpose, God. God, help us to find peace, God, daily, God, to walk in our purpose, God. God, your mercies are new every morning, God. And because we love your law, God, and we love your commandments, we have great peace in you, God. And that lets me know, God that we can walk in a purpose. So, Bishop, in closing, what would you like to say in closing on tonight? Praise God. I'd like to, I'd like to say that use your imagination. Men have great great buildings, have came up with planes, have came up with different types of cars, but that's using your imagination in the flesh. But I want you to go in imagination in your spirit and see into the, into the spirit realm. And see the glory that God has for your life. And then I want you to build the things that God show you as you go to your imagination. The Bible says imagination is important. We're to cast down imaginations in every high thing that would arise itself against God. But we also are to go in the Lord and look in the spirit realm. And I, no matter what it takes, if angels have to appear to you like they did Paul to accomplish his destiny, no matter what has to happen, God will call, bring you into the wisdom and the knowledge and lead you in that right direction to achieve why you were put here on this earth. And may God continue to bless you in heavenly and heaven smile upon you. And we just lose the power of God on your life that you may know your purpose and your destiny. Thank you. God bless you. And may heaven Amen. smile upon you. God bless you and closing tonight. Thank you for tuning in to Destiny Awaits You. I am empowered and encouraged on tonight. I am fired up in the spirit. And I got my boxing gloves on tonight. Devil, your arms are too short to box with God. We bad in the spirit. May excellence be a part of your purpose. Put purpose in your everyday life. You are required to invest in your purpose in God. And I encourage you people of God to walk it out, no matter how difficult it may be. May God richly bless you all tonight, people of God. Remember, you got to live a purpose-driven life. Thank you for tuning in to Destiny Awaits You on Tuesday, January the 31st, 2017. See you next Tuesday for another teaching and impacting moment. And Destiny Awaits You. May God richly bless you. Good night.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.